And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing today? Happy Tuesday to everybody, or whatever day you are listening to this. Hope you're having a great day. Well, it is definitely a great day considering we have the NHL season kicking off tomorrow night, especially with the Tampa Bay Lightning with their banner raising ceremony. And what better way to open up the season and discuss the upcoming matchup with the Chicago Blackhawks than to have Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks on the show today. Uh, Jack and I did a little crossover. Uh, it's going to be a two-parter, so definitely tune in uh, for today's first part with that, uh, and then we'll finish off part two tomorrow as kind of a pre-game uh, preview. Uh, in this in this talk, we discuss everything from the division, the Blackhawks, and the Lightning, how their rosters are shaping up, as well as you know, just the, the season in general and maybe some of our takes and our predictions for what might happen. And just before we get into that talk, just a humble reminder and request that you go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast really does us a huge, huge, uh, you know, uh, boost in everything. And we really appreciate all the support you've been getting. Uh, we've been getting from you. So keep on doing it and go ahead and like and follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, as well as on Instagram at Locked on underscore lightning, as well as give me a follow at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with the Blackhawks scheduled to kick off their 2021 regular season on Wednesday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Joining me today is the host of the Lockdown Lightning podcast, Adam Denker, to talk about the first couple of matchups and an overall outlook of the season. Adam, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Hey, Jack. Nice to finally have this conversation. Uh, you know, it's, it's always good to uh, give our fans, our listeners, kind of that, that insight in terms of, you know, this is, a, this is new territory for both of us, uh, both our teams, uh, you know, to finally call each other, uh, if you want to call it for one year at least, um, division rivals. So, uh, you know, what a time as better as any to with, with the season just starting in up in two days to, to get down to it. Absolutely. Thank, thank God we got hockey back in our lives. It has been too long <laughs> yeah. of a hiatus. So Adam, the Blackhawks and the Lightning, as you said, they're now central division rivals. They square off on Wednesday for their first of eight meetings together. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I kind of wanted to talk about that Stanley Cup run the Lightning just made a few months back. Finally able to take home Lord Stanley after a couple of heartbreaking seasons in recent years. But what I, what I want to know is what was different about that lightning team that was finally able to get over the hump because a lot of their key pieces have, have been a part of this team for quite some time. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you kind of hit the, the hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, it was, it was definitely, you know, a lot of pieces that needed to be in place for this to happen. Uh, one, one of the things uh, 
was getting Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow. I think one of the most underrated trades, uh, if not trade deadlines, the Lightning have had in their history. I mean, uh, as soon as those guys got going in the playoffs, it, it immediately paid off dividends. You know, I'm not the kind of person, and I, and I really, I, I guess I was on the fence of how I felt about this trade at that time was – uh, I, I'm never a big fan of trading away first round draft picks, uh, especially two that the Lightning had coming into this season. Uh, my argument at the, at the time was to, you know, this this is all or nothing. You have to win a cup for this to totally be legit, or you're you're looking at not making a pick till the second round. And and I mean, you you know as well as I do how stacked this draft was this year. So right. you know, the the amount of talent that you were really potentially missing on, uh, unless you unless they chose to trade up, which they didn't. Um, you know, it, it, you needed to have something in return to really show for that. And yeah, um, as for the whole cup run as a whole, um, a lot of things need to go right. Uh, I think, you know, as unfortunate as it was with the postponement uh, with the season due to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, it couldn't have come at a better time for the Lightning. They were reeling from a bunch of injuries. They They just came off that 11 game winning streak and then they turned around and lost five in a row. One of those to your Blackhawks, I believe, as well mm-hmm. at the time. I couldn't believe uh, we beat you guys. I was like, we just beat the Lightning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I trust me. I couldn't believe that the Lightning lost to the Blackhawks. But <laughs> uh, because right after that, a couple of days later, they lost to the Red Wings. So you knew it was kind of a, a tough stretch for them. But uh, yeah, they, they, they were a lot of injuries. The guys kind of just looked depleted at that point in the season. Um, and one of the things that was, you know, the question mark, obviously, at that time was, you know, Stamkos is out for the season. How is his team going to be able to perform without him? Uh, Nikita Kucherov was kind of in and out of the lineup at that time, uh, especially after that physical uh, home, and, home and away series against the Boston Bruins that they had in the first week of March. Uh, and then, you know, Vasilevsky wasn't the Vasilevsky that you saw in the playoffs. I mean, he... He looked mortal out there. Uh, he there was a couple of games where even you know when he played well by NHL standards, you could tell he was down on himself. And you know you never want to have a goalie who's double uh, second guessing himself, especially in the playoffs. Uh, so you know to kind of have that time off to to let guys like Braden Point and Steven Stamkos, as well as Victor Hedman, who else was you know we spoke before we recorded that you know you we had no idea what was going to happen with him. Uh, they really needed it. And to to really get that first round monkey off their back, especially against the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think it was smooth. It was definitely smooth sailing from there. Uh, and, you know, I've even said um, after Stamco scored that goal in game three uh, in his limited time, I think the, the series was over after that. I don't, I don't think a team as, a, as young as the Stars could really mentally come back from that. Uh, just having a guy who really hasn't played since March at that point, uh, to come out there and just have a fantastic shot and pick up where he left off. So, yeah, it, it was great to see it all come together, but it, what a risk it was uh, really at the p- trade deadline. Yeah, as you said, passing up on first-round picks is always risky, especially in a draft that was so loaded and the first round was so highly touted. Uh, but it paid off pretty well, and you won the Stanley Cup without Captain Steven Stamkos. Did you think that was, I mean, obviously the team was deep, but without Stammer, was, was there worry down in Tampa Bay? Um, I, I think it's the, the, I think a lot of Lightning fans know, especially over the last couple of years with, with Stamkos' injury history and his inability to really go out there and play 82 games. Uh, you know, I, I think the last time he played a full season uh, was probably 2014, 2015. And, 
I, I think right now, uh, you know, I only speak for myself, you know, my listeners might say other things, but uh, really, I, I think that that was really what the team was going to do if they were going to do it now, because really the, the window is closing. I mean, you all, you know, as well as anyone, I mean, three Stanley Cup champions, championships and, you know, Crawford is gone, you know, Taves is question mark right now. You got sod and guys uh, from years past sharp is retired. So, you know, you, you, you know, all about when the window uh, is closing and you really need to take advantage of that. So, absolutely, yeah, I, I think, you know, Stamkos is only 30. That's what people don't realize. He's only, he just turned 30. Um, he's got a lot of hockey ahead of him, but really his injury history. So yeah, you have to go out there and, and win it without Stamkos. I mean, but listen, like you said, they're deep. They got Kucherov. They got Hedman who absolutely carried this team throughout the playoffs. Braden Point, who had a resurgence after, you know, not really doing what he was able to do during the regular season because he had double hip surgery this offseason prior. So really, that was another one. A, a guy who really, you know, needed the time off uh, from March to July to really uh, get, you know, get his act together. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this team is deep. Did I ever expect, you know, how, how often is it that a team really wins a championship without their captain? Not often, yeah. but I mean, everything about the Stanley Cup run was, was out of the norm. So, I mean, I guess it fits the narrative in the long run. <laughs> yeah, right. If there was, there was a team to do it without their captain, it was that lightning team. Uh, and then this offseason, Tampa, they really didn't have to unload any crucial pieces of their championship core. Most of the squad's coming back for 2021. You have to feel pretty good about this season knowing that, right? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely good when you just come straight off a championship and you have all your guys, you, all your your core guys really uh, coming back. I mean, there are some pieces here and there that really helped the Lightning in the, uh, during that whole playoff run. Uh, guys like Zach Bogosian, Carter Verhage, who, you know, Bogosian's now up in Toronto. He got the money that he really well deserves. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. Uh, Verhage's, you know, he's, he's decided to stay in state and now he's with the Panthers. But, uh, yeah, all the guys are back. Um Except for Kucherov, you know, he's out for the season. No yeah. big deal. But, uh, you know, I, I think, once again, another the, the same narrative of the lightning, the circumstances are kind of benefiting them. And speaking of taking advantage, uh, I'm going to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors on today's show, and that is our old friend, rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in just a few easy clicks to deliver directly to, directly to your door. Best of all, the prices are at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals than do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up twice as much as on the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Uh, the shortened season, definitely, you know, it's more of a sprint now than it really is your stereotypical NHL marathon mm-hmm. in which where uh, coach Cooper is really not going to have that pressure to a certain extent of really who's he to throw out there on a night basis. Um, now when injury time comes, which it will for everybody, that might be a different story and we'll just have to wait and see how he addresses those needs. Um, where on the other hand, with you guys, I mean, it kind of seems like you're slowly, but surely uh, unloading, you know, Crawford to New Jersey just retired the other day. Uh, 
big question mark with Taves with this illness where we were talking before, we're not really sure what's going on with him. Uh, all we can do is speculate and hopefully if, you know, uh, you know, it's nothing too serious. So it's really, and then you got uh, Kirby Doc out for, I think, four to six months now. Um, gruesome injury at the World Juniors. Uh, but so you really got Kane and, and you got some supporting cast players. You got Dominic Kubelik. Uh, really, like, what is the mindset of Blackhawks fans now? Uh, you know, especially opening up the season against a Stanley Cup champion. Is it, is it really something that's daunting? Is there high expectations? Is there, is it, or is it more of the, the the idea of let's just get through this season and then we'll we'll figure we'll figure out how to maybe patch up the holes in the offseason yeah it's kind of the third it's without Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc we know what we're going to put on the ice this year it's not going to result in very many wins and the season it's kind of a wash in this term uh, in terms of wins and losses and playoffs and whatnot we're not really expecting that but there are still as you said a lot of supporting pieces there along with Patrick Kane that are trying to prove themselves as future pieces of this franchise. A lot of opportunity there, as you said, for guys like Dominic Kubelik, Dylan Strom and Alex Dabrinkit are going to have a big opportunity to prove themselves as core pieces going forward. So it is going to be a tough season and I'm not going to lie opening the season against Tampa Bay on banner ceremony night. It's a little daunting. I think most Blackhawks fans know that, it's probably going to result in a loss with uh, some some jets or some extra fuel in the jets for Tampa Bay, but it's it's not a season where I'm down. I still think it's going to be a very crucial season for the future. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't say excited is the word that Blackhawks fans are going to use, but I'm very intrigued by all the storylines because there's just so much we have to learn about this team for what they want to get back to being is a championship contender. Well, yeah, and and I think from as someone from on the outside looking in, I think the one thing uh, if I, if I, maybe I could second what you said towards Blackhawks fans is that this is going to be a good learning year. Uh, you know, you have, like you said, you have a lot of pieces to, to really build up the franchise and the team again into where they're really good at competing on a yearly basis for a championship. And, you know, the guys you listed uh, just a couple of seconds ago, uh, you couldn't have had a better uh, starting piece already with those guys. And I think really the, the best thing, the way, the best way to look about it, uh, especially with young players that, you know, are not on a particularly good team is, and opening up the season, against the Stanley Cup champions is that really look at that, especially that, that, that banner ceremony as motivation to really improve yourself as to remember and and keep in mind as to what the end goal is you know it's it's not going out in and let's just let's just try and score more let's let's look long term and you know maybe the year or two but while still developing ourselves let's develop ourselves to be the next Nikita Kucherov the next right. Andre Vasilevsky the next Victor Hedman uh and you guys definitely have a lot of veterans who are uh great at you know mentoring you got Duncan Keith Patrick Kane Jonathan Taves who if if we both know him you know like we stated before you know obviously he was he's one of my favorite players in the league he's your captain um you got good mentors waiting in the in the wings uh for their you know to help out these guys you know even Andrew Shaw who you know he's been around the 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 league a little bit so maybe he could deal with other guys that he could show guys what it's like to come into a new situation um you know, and, and adjust to all of that. So, you know, as, as the expectations in terms of win loss and points are not exactly high for Blackhawk fans, the one thing I could throw towards you is 
Uh, you got a ton of talent here. Dominic Kublik, I believe he he finished third in the in the uh, Calder Trophy uh, did, yeah. voting. So I mean, look at that. Look look at that. that. That's that's one thing you could actually look forward to. How is Dominic Kubalik gonna to really improve this year? If he, is he gonna take that next step? Um, and and actually, that is my question. How do you think Dominic Kubalik is really gonna improve this year? Do you think maybe he's gonna have a setback? Maybe that sophomore slump, especially with the season kind of shortened, it is gonna be hard for a lot of players who maybe start off slow to really get things going. Yeah, I think as you said, the Blackhawks, for the situation they're in, they really don't have any they they couldn't have any better veteran leaders to show these guys how to be pros and how I mean they've been there done that everything that you want to accomplish as a hockey player they've done so really good mentors around this group that are going to teach the young guys how to be great hockey players and how to form a great team as for Dominic Kubalik I'm really excited to see what he's going to do this season he was really just getting comfortable too last season when we were getting hot found a lot of success on that top line with Jonathan Taze unfortunately he probably won't have that opportunity to play with Taser this season but he's going to get a great opportunity in that top six 30 goals last season as a rookie led all rookies as you said finished third in the Calder Trophy voting and I'm really hoping one thing with Dominic Kubalik, he showed actually showed against the lightning. I was just watching this clip the other day. He blasted a one-timer on the power play for a power play goal. I was, I was just about to mention that because that is the one thing, you know, I, I, I do try to watch other games around the league, especially the Blackhawks uh, as to see how guys are playing. So I actually have an idea as to what to expect when the lightning, you know, do run into them. And I believe it was a game in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, it was. where, yeah, and it, Patty, it was just, he had a hat it, trick, I believe. Yeah, that was yeah. You know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. It was, and I and I think I remember at the time on my show on the recap, it was probably one of the un, uh, most unexpected wristers that you've seen at that time, where a player is proving how talented he is just in that one shot. I, I mean, there's maybe a handful of players that could have a shot like that right. on that angle, have the puck explode off the stick as it did and, and just kind of take over. I mean, really the, the only three other, the two other guys in the league at that age that are able to do that, I mean, are, are, you know, Quinn Hughes and Cal McCarr. So, I mean, that just proves I I've, I've have high expectations for him. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, but you know, how is that going to tie in with other guys? You know, is, do you find Kubelik is the kind of guy that makes players around him better? Or is it maybe the opposite is the players around, you need good players around him for him to succeed. I think it's a little early to make that, make that call just because he's only had one season in the league. But from what we saw last year with his shot, I feel like he's kind of the guy who does well with talented players around him. And going back to what I was saying about the power play, I'm really hoping the Blackhawks are going to give him some more looks at that right circle. Like you said, there are very few players who are able to fire a one-timer like that. And the Blackhawks, they need, they need to realize that he's the best shot on this team, let alone one of the best in the league. So I'm really hoping they're, they're putting him in, in positions to score goals, especially with Taze and Doc out, two guys who we, we're going to rely on a lot uh, in the goal-scoring department this year. But I think Dominic Kubli could also have success with what we've been playing him recently with is Pia Suter, who's a rookie from overseas, and we've been playing him with Brandon Peary as well. So some kind of guys who they're going to need offensive pieces around them as well to produce. So 
I think this year they're kind of expecting Kubalik to take that next step more as a playmaker rather than a goal scorer. And that's another area where I'm really excited to see him grow because last season it was really about the finished product with Dominic Kubalik. He wasn't getting a lot of assists. And this time around, I think he's going to have the opportunity to be more of a facilitator and, and play with the puck on a stick in the offensive zone. Hey, everybody. Uh, one last uh, message from one of our sponsors today on today's show, and that is betonline.ag. Why are you sitting on the sidelines? The NHL season is tomorrow, so go ahead and capitalize on those great odds, those great futures that they got going on for who's going to win the Stanley Cup. If you want to throw some money on the on the lightning to repeat, you could go ahead and do that. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. And don't forget to give them a follow on social media at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Yeah. It, I, like I said, I mean, the, the one, the one thing you could look at and really hold true to this Blackhawks team is, is really the, the amount of talent and, you know, what to look forward to in the future. Uh, you know, and, and as for the future with expectations, with this division, it is a weird kind of scenario that we both find ourselves in. Um, we were talking before how we have some new faces as as the reason for this crossover uh, to kind of get our listeners um, really familiar with the other. Now, uh, what is how are you projecting this this uh, this division? Now, I, I know the favorite is the Lightning, and we're, you know to win the whole thing in terms of the division. But who are the other teams that maybe as just as from the Blackhawks' point of view, who who are you kind of keeping your eye on? in the division. I'm definitely interested to see what Carolina does. I think if they play well and could get good goaltending, they're a team that could be right there competing for the Stanley cup, especially with uh, the division not being all that deep. As you said, it's really Tampa Bay up top. And then it's probably, I'd put Carolina in second and Dallas at third, Tyler Sagan, that absence is going to be tough for them. I do still think Dallas has the defense and goaltending to make the playoffs though. Um, but besides those three teams, it's a very open division. The Nashville Predators, Florida Panthers, Columbus Blue Jackets, Detroit Red Wings are in there. So from a Blackhawks perspective, I think it's definitely nice not having the deepest division with the team that we have because especially playing a team eight times, you're going to be able to squeak out a couple victories. So I think there will be a couple more wins on the table for the Blackhawks that I'm excited about. But if I were – from the perspective of a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, I would be licking my chops at the Central Division. I can't lie. Well, isn't isn't that the whole theme of this? Like you, you kind of see with from the past year, it's just circumstance and just you know, kind of the the Tampa getting lucky. Um, you know, whether it's the the, the pause, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, you know, for one example, with luck in the playoffs having to, to play New York instead of Philly, who I think was the one team going in other than Boston, who I was definitely afraid of coming out of the East. I, I you know, just that, that combination of youth and talent is just scary right. to me, especially with the potential of Carter Hart. If just he's stealing on. a game or something. Yeah, exactly. And, and so with this division, yes, I mean, it, it really is at the end of the day, Tampa's the lose, but it, I, I'm not going to sleep on these other teams, but, I, I mean, I could see Nashville kind of, you know, with their kind of little appearance in the playoffs last year, kind of maybe start getting to a quick start. Even Carolina, who, I mean, we all know how how talented they are. I mean, if they could just finish, if they could just figure out the whole goaling, goaltending scenario uh, issues down there, I don't see a reason as to why they 
really can't make a, a real threat for number the number one spot in the division. But really the only team I'm kind of looking at as sort of, I guess, a threat um, is Columbus other than Carolina, just because of that history that's there, uh, especially with the amount of times these teams are going to be playing each other and the frequency, you know, really just having a game off between game, uh, a night off between games. Um, Torts always are, has his team ready too. Yeah. And, and you know, it's going to be super physical. Um, you know, if it's, if, if the first round gave you any, any testament as to how that rivalry is, but with Dallas, I, I mean, I feel like, I'm not completely sold. Yeah, they they won. They they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they were maybe they were about, you know, two wins away from winning the whole thing. But it, it a large part of that was really Jamie Ben and Anton Kadobin. I'm not taking anything away from the other players on that team, but I, I mean Tyler Sagan really didn't do much of anything. Granted, he was injured, so you know maybe one could say, well, maybe if Sagan was a little bit more healthy. Uh, things might have turned out a little bit differently. But Kadobin, for all we know, he could be a one-hit wonder. I mean, that's just me. I feel like, you know, that's the kind of thing that we see on a yearly basis is the the hottest product on the on the market is the guy, the goaltender who did very well. I mean, like, look at that Thatcher Demko. Am I saying he his talent is completely going to fall off the table this year? No, but I, I, I'm not – you can't expect these guys to replicate what they did in the playoffs, especially right. with how this season is – uh, is is structured this year as well as uh, Anton Kadobin isn't exactly young. I mean, he's not old, but I mean, he he's the frequency of these games is going to be really interesting to see how his body reacts and to see how how many games he gets out there in net. Um, as well as Jamie Ben, I mean, he he his talent has really declined ever since he signed that huge contract. So really, it's going to be a lot more on the young talent that that really showed itself uh, for Dallas this year. So maybe keep their eye on them as maybe somebody who, you know, they might be kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. I, I was talking with Nolan and Ethan of the Locked On Red Wing show. I was on them with them, doing a crossover with them last week. Detroit's an interesting team to me. They kind of remind me of what Ottawa's doing in a way. If, you know, there's a lot of news uh, circulating on the low about possibility of them making a trade for Junis Corpusalo from Columbus. So if they get that goaltender and if he proves to be anything that he was against Tampa – uh, I could see them sneaking in for that last fo- that last spot in the playoffs. I don't see a reason why, especially with, you know, like I said, it's a sprint. It's not a mar- it's not a marathon. So if teams get hot at the right time, I mean, it, especially with Chicago and Detroit and Nashville, we could possibly see this division flip on its head. But with all that madness happening, yeah, I fully expect Tampa to win 40, 45 games this year, uh, even with with not having Kucherov and you know Stamkos being a huge question mark in terms mm. of his health. And then a lot of this lightning core, I'm, I, what I'm interested in is Tampa Bay. They have a lot of this core locked up for multiple years. And as we talked about before the show too, a lot of them have full no movement clauses. We see Stamkos, he's got four more years. Yanni Gord has five. Tyler Johnson has five. Sorelli and Klorn have three. Hedman has five. McDonough has six. Vasilevsky and Kucherov have seven. I know this, uh, it's going to put you probably in cap hell for the foreseeable future, but, but what are your overall thoughts? Is this a good thing to have this core team locked up for so long, or do you think this is going to be detrimental in a couple years? Well, I, it's 100% going to be detrimental. Uh, we spoke before the show that, you know, with the salary cap isn't, isn't going up any, any soon, anytime soon. So really, this is going to be a, a yearly thing with them, and they're really going to have to make – some very out of the box 
deals where they're going to have to shed a lot of this money, but at the same time, they're going to have to be competitive after a year or two after winning the cup. Uh, it's, you know, obviously when these deals were made, it was the expectation that a lot more money was going to be coming in. Um, but yeah, I, I have, I, I do have a lot of faith in uh, Julian Breeze boss, the, uh, the GM of this team. Uh, he's shown, even though a lot of these players, most of them actually, except from probably, I want to say maybe Coleman, Goodrow, uh, are from the. So that concludes part one of the crossover with Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks. Great conversation, as you've heard. Uh, can't wait to play for play the part two for tomorrow. So go ahead and tune in for that to tomorrow. And of course, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all that fun stuff. And of course, like and subscribe to this podcast so you could stay up to date once the episode drops. So that's been it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.